commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news show of in-depth coverage for the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to a special Pillars episode. This week, your hosts, Ben, Grant, and Adam, discuss good versus evil. All right. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Grex. Um, as promised last week. We're going to do filler this week. It, it felt like a million years um, since we had done one, a million light years. Uh, but uh, it, as it turns out, after a little research, um, it, it hasn't been too long. So uh, this week we are going to do good versus evil, yeah. which is, you know, as, as I'll rehash it here. The pillars of Star Wars are a, a list of bullet points of things that if you're going to make a new Star War uh, as a new writer, creator, storyteller, um, these are things, these are boxes you have to check. There aren't many of them, and there's yeah. a lot of room in between them t- for improvisation. But um, this is these are things that you you can't miss out on. So um, yeah, so we've done a few already, and I wanted to run through them real quick. And I'm going to give you actual episode numbers, which is a first oh, on wow, this podcast. Someone did their research. Yeah, indeed. And actually, <laughs> while I was doing research, this is very important. I found out on Spotify we got lightsabered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like the progress like, bar. Progress bar is a lightsaber. If you click on the lightsaber uh, hilt, it will change, <laughs> which is cool. From uh, Anakin to Luke Skywalker to Darth Vader, and I, I didn't keep clicking it, but I'm gonna later, and I'm gonna see how many more <laughs> lightsaber hilts I have. And like the as you the you extend the progress bar, it has like the light of the the right color of nice. the. It's very cool. And it's like it, Luke Luke's right, so it's green. Is it green? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Luke. Yeah. Luke's um, Return of the Jedi one. Yeah. Which is actually Luke's Luke, right? Because it's always been Anakin. So I always right. People say Luke all the time. I'm like, I think. I think. I think yeah. Technically, Anakin. Anakin. Yeah, but I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we we are at this yeah. guys. Um, yeah. Uh, and so that's just awesome, and it's a great honor. So thank you, uh, Mr. or Miss. Spotify. We refuse to believe that's the algorithm, by the way. No, (laughs) we'd like to think we'd be we we were singled out and chosen. We were chosen. We were chosen for the hilt because I don't think it was always there, and um, I'm just I'm just glowing because of (laughs) Ben. Super visibly ecstatic. (laughs) He was. We were in another room while he was clicking. He was just yelling, "We've been lights." I'm just in a good way. In a good way. Yes. I mean, is there any other way? Oh yeah, there are. Okay, uh, so we've done a few of these already. Um, the first one, actually, our intro, we did an intro episode. It's episode 124. We were on a little run at the beginning here. It must have been the dark times. I think it was actually between uh, Mandalorian season. So, yeah. Uh, 124 is the intro. Uh, 125 is influence outside of the galaxy far, far away. Um, and actually, 126, we did uh, Hidden Fortress. We reviewed Hidden Fortress, um, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, Kurosawa's massive influence on george lucas uh, to create a new hope um uh, 127 we did government politics economics and trade because <laughs> you know yeah, what's fun. more exciting so than exciting. that um but we did have a lot of fun with that and it is very important to us uh <laughs> 129 we did ensemble casts which is probably my favorite yeah it was a good one yeah 136 is mentors that was also mm-hmm. fantastic a lot of a lot of qui-gon Jin time there yeah um, at 138, we did droids, and then we, there was a big gap. Uh, 169, we did alien worlds, and then here we are, episode 205, uh, gonna do good versus evil. Yeah. Um, Grant, this one, this was your pick, actually. You picked this last week um, on 
on air, as yeah, it were, I, on the Holonet air. What did, what did you find in here? Yeah, as much as there is, there are some aspects of Star Wars that do feel morally ambiguous. I'm thinking Darth Vader. I'm thinking Stormtrooper armor. I'm thinking some of the nuanced ways to explore morality. Um, uh, I, I still believe Star Wars, at the end of the day, is a flagship title for the classic good versus evil conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, why not just dive into that and explore... You know, you know how how much we like the kind of classic good versus evil dynamic versus some of the more modern approaches to mm. deconstructing uh, the morality of these characters and exploring what it's like to see morally gray characters, characters in the middle, characters yeah. still finding their way in the galaxy, and uh, and it's fascinating because when you go to certain websites and you and you look at sort of the tropes of good versus evil across cinema and in literature and things like that, it's uh. It's interesting. Oftentimes, we'll say the main characters will be solidly on one side or the other, while the minor characters or the younger characters, kind of coming of age characters, will be finding their way through those trials and tribulations of, of right. their own morality and things like that. And I and I think the sequel trilogy is a great, you know, um, you know, three films to look at in terms of characters finding their way, especially Finn kind of finding his way away from the First Order to uh, the Resistance. It's kind of a brilliant arc. Uh, morality arc even though he yeah. was good from yeah. the beginning even though i think we all felt like this was a good character from the start but we don't know what he what he had done before no you know Jeff but he Hu was part like of that. the giant evil yes. empire yes. literally yeah 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 i think later we find out he was a janitor <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah it wasn't causing like it was like I, the first time he picked up a blaster was um trying to find more Santa. and then inversely right. ray kind of it's kind of this inverse arc right where finn found himself on the dark side of affairs initially yeah. and then ray finds herself at the very end of the story on the, the kind of the dark side or having roots in the dark side and uh i thought that was a really fun inversion yeah it's interesting i feel like in the what they played around with a bit in the sequel trilogy is that and they even did those tried to do this a little bit with poe and rise of skywalker is that every character has an arc but they at the end they end up firmly in one camp or the other yeah, yeah. And I, I was I was I was uh, making faces about Finn because I was trying to think about like what they were playing around with Finn. It's interesting because they never really did good versus evil. It was like good versus coward, <laughs> right? Like good yeah. versus neutral or good versus you know like, like and that is just... that is that it was that is kind of a listed trope is that a lot yeah. of these, these younger characters, the coming of age characters, are neutral to yeah. start, yeah, and as they grow. They're like, influenced by those around them. And yeah. Even the DJ character, I think, stands out as that. Yeah. And I've always looked at The Last Jedi as this kind of kind of potentiality piece where it's like, here's the potential of where all these characters can go and how are they being influenced at the time. Yeah. This is kind of it's Makes kind of like for the center. Second part of yes. a trilogy, yeah. right? And and I feel like with Finn, it's just like he wasn't like, I'm leaving to go to the first order. Right. Like he's like, mm -hmm. I'm not going back to them. I'm just I'm getting the heck away from all of this, yeah. right? Like I don't want a part of any of this. Is where that where it starts at the very beginning, yeah. Out of fear, and then DJ is such an interesting character because, I mean, we'll talk about Lando at some point. I'm I'm sure, but that really was just a nice little trying to mess around with Lando because it was trying to lead us to a certain mm -hmm. conclusion about this character. Yeah, other ways to frame good versus evil are you know um, black and white morality, white hat versus black hat, shining knight versus dark lord. Mm -hmm. There's all these kind of old, these these other ways to frame that device, but um. But mainly it's good versus evil. And it's interesting to see the kind of the, the modern nuances and the kind of the, the exploration of gray areas. And I think you're seeing that in like Game of Thrones and, and yeah. other IP that, yeah. that don't want to do what, you know, the Lord of the Rings where it's classic good versus evil. You know, you have your yeah. Sauron, your Sauron, your Morgoth. There are yeah. minor characters that I think stray the line, but 
for the most part, I would say Lord of the Rings is classic good versus evil. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, that's a, we're not a Game of Thrones podcast, no, podcast but we refer I to think them time to time. part of the, the, the stumbling at the very end of that is that they then weirdly just straight into black and white morality at the very end. Like this character you've been following is turned into this crazy mm-hmm. lord and evil character. And, yeah. and, you know, these other people that were kind of flirting around with good also just turned evil. Like it, was just, it was very much mm-hmm. like I was spending nuance all this time and they gave us a very fairy tale ending in some ways, right? Where it was just like, this person's good, this person's bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Game of Thrones did a, a lot of what Star Wars, I think, is doing recently, where it's yeah. sort of like, just because your story starts one way doesn't mean it's going to end that way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, Theon, you know, was a really sort of yeah. bad character at the beginning and very redeemed towards the end. And, mm-hmm. you know, Daenerys was a, you know, a, a victim at the beginning and then like an, a, you know, a, you know, a, trying to authoritarian at the end yeah. right and yeah. you know and just a murder kind of inorganically a lot of a lot of fans have complained right. that right. the 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 arc of that character right. happened suddenly and, and there yes. wasn't enough build up and there wasn't a lot of organic kind of uh, yeah yeah but like work. yeah ben solo did a lot of bad things but he was you know it he was redeemed and that, that i think he, ben solo really does represent the sort of modern approach to star wars the modern storytelling approach where it's like hey how do we explore a character who's betwixt yeah and yeah, and how do we make that interesting? And how and I think it is more interesting. I think a lot of people, I think society as a whole has kind of gravitated toward, toward towards this idea that good is kind of boring. Like Superman can be boring now and again just because he we he's predictable. It's right. highly predictable. Right. Good characters are highly predictable. They just do the right thing. Right. And so I think uh, it adds a level of kind of of unexpectedness and and sort of um spontaneity that i think is really interesting star wars and even in the visions episodes we watched and the exploring of some of the morality i'm thinking the ninth jedi and sort of Mm. how it just how you're you're keeping you guessing about where people are aligned is fascinating in star wars um especially because uh there's so many indicators so many visual indicators appearance can sometimes uh, be, be a be be some kind of sort of tell that can you can base right. on someone's appearance. But if they're in you know these Jedi robes, they're likely a good character. And then hey, let's subvert that. They're a dark character. You know things like that that happens. The ninth ninth Jedi I thought was also wonderfully subversive. Yeah. Yes. Um, but again, I I'm I am sort of uh, pining for that the classic good and evil. Like I am I would I wouldn't mind that returning in some way because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of power in that. Um, that dynamic of just having your hero rooting for the hero and not not be now I think now going ahead in new Star Wars stories we're going to be expecting there to be subversions we're going to expect yeah. that the character who's we see as a hero is going to have some sort of subversive dark yeah. side I would wa- I would want it to be the other way though I think it's a for a storyteller I think the real challenge is doing very clearly defined good and evil characters well I mean for me the most again i said ensemble cast was my favorite pillar but i think the most important pillar is the grounding in the the hero the um, hero of a thousand faces yes. the, yeah. the myth Hero's journey, yeah. you know grounding it in myth and dreams and like these really in you know indelible stories um and they are all you know very good versus evil there, there's a lot of parables in there and and learning examples and i, I think that's why people I think that was the magic of the original trilogy and George Lucas's original vision for this 
and um and i think that's why it drew a lot of people to it i just think it's harder and I, you know i know i definitely want to see star wars get more modern and more contemporary and use different storytelling styles and that sort of thing but i think that's possible to do while still maintaining yeah fairly rigid good and in, in evil characters mm-hmm. I, I think part of the discussion is kind of storytelling in an era meaning that like I, I think back to the original trilogy and i grew up with those and so it's hard for me to separate out when i saw what but i definitely i definitely saw star wars and and and, and empire before i saw return of the Jedi. Does that makes sense like i, I was yeah. too young to go to the theater yeah ish i mean my parents could have taken me but i would have been like a four-year-old at that point so it would have been you know i don't know how i would have behaved but thing as a kid i i don't think when i saw even coming out of empire vader is the big bad yeah even though you see the empire pulling his strings in an empire there wasn't a part of me maybe because i was four mm-hmm. but there wasn't part of me going will he turn good like like yeah. he's so yeah. evil and i think that's why that turn works so well for kids because it's just like wait, Luke won? Luke mm-hmm. was able to turn this person back to the good side at the very end? Like, I think that's so surprising as a child. And and when you... And I think that's because it was told in the 70s and 80s, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's storytelling yeah. was, was a little more black and white at that point. And now you tell that story, and part of it's because 7, 8, 9 were a continuation of the trilogy. But the other issue is that um, storytelling has become more complex. Exploring the gray, mm-hmm. exploring that. Where we, on this podcast, I mean at least 20 times before Rise of Skywalker came out, had a discussion about, will we see the redemption of Ben Solo? Right. Right? Yeah. Where if we, there was a pod, I mean, this is such a, this is such a nonsense thing that I'm going to set up. But if there were podcasts before Empire, or before Return of the Jedi came back, I don't think a lot of people would have been like, yeah. do you think Vader's going to turn good? <laughs> I don't think that was a question yeah. that any moviegoers right. had at that I, point. I, I, I mean, looking back at Return, it's, it's super it feels super nuanced that Lucas gave Vader this this little spark of light yeah in his character oh, i think yeah. that yeah. is something we overlook a lot of the time yeah. when you just have the context of the original trilogy without the prequels and you think like whoa this was the this was a big dark lord henchman you know evil character right and that spark of light in him i think immediately brought him to this this new forefront this watershed moment of hey we can do really fascinating things with the with even the darkest character on the screen or in the book do you think that existed before oh definitely there's there's countless examples i mean i mean outside absolutely but in star wars do you think that light existed pre-return i don't see any of that light there in empire i think it did because if you look at his original draft um, Darth Vader was always named Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and Luke was I, Luke Star Killer, and I think he immediately, right then and there, wanted to subvert the classic good versus evil motif. In that Anakin once walked on the sky, he was once a good character that fell to the dark side, right? Mm. And that was key. And so I think I think to bring that full circle mythologically, I think he has to go back to being a Skywalker in yeah. some way. And so I think I I think I I don't want to I'd like to give George the credit that he maybe had thought. I mean, no, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I I, I think you're right. I think I think Lucas, I give him a lot of guff for how much was actually planned out. Mm -hmm. And and that's mostly about some of the. Yeah. No, there's, well, there's certain, lies he's told. Certainly, past. things like Luke and Leia is and the, 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 <laughs> right. the twins is definitely right. something that feels Complete, like an afterthought. He's completely Total forgot about Maria Skywalker, but we'll just we can talk about that. <laughs> right. We can do a whole yeah. episode on Maria Skywalker. <laughs> um, but 
And I, but I do believe that you're right. I think, I think when he had figured out that, that Anakin was Luke's father, which may have been, at, I think at some point of the creation of, of the original Star Wars, I don't mm-hmm. think it was any, I think he'd figured it out at some point. But I don't know if he included that in any of his filming. I just think because mm-hmm. for me, like, well, return, well, again, I'm not arguing that he's the father. I'm just arguing that or, I no, think there, right, was, that there was going to be a turn good, back to the line. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, thank yeah. you. And so what I think is like, I think what I'm trying to get at is like, when you when you you know Luke wants that at the beginning of Jedi, which is kind of it, right? Like it, mm-hmm. we kind of get that a little bit at the very end of Empire. But when when they meet at the at the ATAT. If you right. date, and you hear that lightsaber clicks on click on the immediate reaction of the first time you've seen that is oh no yeah wow right yeah. but the second but but then it completely underplays that by like him having a very the only fatherly moment we've seen in yeah. any of this of like yeah. you've constructed your own lightsaber right like it's yeah. just great so job I, I think it's really yeah exactly basically yeah. right like it's that yeah. well, it's like a our father's uh, <laughs> approval yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And that's, and it's it's also cool. I mean, jumping off that and just diving into other stuff, it's cool that like the good perspective in Star Wars is the freedom versus oppression, the kind of yeah. the resistance fighting against the tyrannical regime. And then the evil perspective is is also quite interesting. Yeah. And a level there's a level of depth to that too, where it doesn't feel just classic good versus evil, because they the, the evil side if you read red bloodlines or obviously just from watching the films uh or actually yeah i guess more the prequels but um uh you know there's the, the evil point of view is chaos versus stability right, right. Like they they want to bring stability to the galaxy they, they're trying to but again i don't know that's not a very it's not a truthful motivation in any way it's kind no, of this I think, lie but I, I think it's an i think it's a yeah. i think it's an impact of what they want right, right. because they want yeah. extreme power and the only way of extreme power is through order Right, like, yeah. and, and so, but there is something alluring yeah. about order versus chaos. Yes. Right, yeah. so, so I, I think yeah. there is something there. They do want, they do want order, but not for good reasons. Right. So to say Star Wars is classic good versus evil, I think we have to at least check that statement and and look look at the the evidence that there actually are nuanced tidbits throughout. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean that that key nuance nuance there, yeah. I think, is the fact that the evil characters don't think they're evil. Right. Yeah. You know, they they think that they're doing what's right, even though it's like, I mean, Darth Sidious slash. Palpatine, I mean, knows he's doing evil. Like he is yes. dark side, and he's just like power driven. That's it, and that's his all. You know, ulterior motive, his ultimate motive. But it's all dressed in this like, oh no, this is I'm bringing you peace. But it's right. like, and well, so the, and so then, you know, by that definition, it is classic good right. versus evil because your your evil character is mustache right. twirly evil. Right, but everyone below yeah. him, you know, it's like all those yeah. foot soldiers and things. You know, they they believe the the mm-hmm. lip service that oh no, we're bringing yeah. order to it's the galaxy. Why so many generals of the Republic became generals of the Empire, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. because they believed in the vision that they were sold. Yeah, I'm, I'm, something's happening in my brain. Sounds like I'm having a stroke good. on That's air. Good, yeah, but but, but <laughs> good but things I'm, are happening. But I'm trying to th- think of this in a way that like, so I have this discussion with my students all the time because we will get. I, I teach um, sociology and criminal justice, and we'll debate really tough issues. And what I always talk to my students when we're talking about issues is that we have to meet each other on the same level, meaning that are we talking about the micro, the individual experience, or are we talking about macro societal level stuff? Because you can't talk about both. So if you're having a macro argument, it's really easy to bring up a micro, micro example, right? Mm-hmm. One person. Right. And I won't go into a lot of depth because I, I could. Um so part of what I'm thinking about is like at the micro level, you can look at the good versus evil thing as almost being a clarity versus questioning, mm-hmm. meaning that Palpatine has a clarity of, of vision. Yeah. 
Meaning that his only goal is to live forever. Yeah. That's right. his goal, right? Yeah. To amass power and live forever. He has a clarity. Everything he does is in achieving that goal. And I think of someone like Qui-Gon. And the question I always about Qui-Gon is, why did he leave Shmi on Tatooine? <laughs> yeah. Every time I, I see that movie. I'm, I'll answer that question. Yeah, answer that question. So... I think if you were going to say like what motivates Qui-Gon, I think it's to understand and obey the will of the force. Right. Right. That's what makes like the true will of the force. Yes. And that man rolled the chance cube and well, it, he also affected the yeah. chance cube though. Right. But it, you know, it, it through the force. Through so it was, but why didn't the Jedi liberate slaves all over the galaxy is also a, right. a but, major question. So my question, I mean, so you're getting macro though. And yeah, I'm sticking micro. Macro. Right, let's stick yeah. micro. Right, this is, this is always the tough yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ben, I think you hit your head the nail on the head there, which is I don't know if he knows why, other than he's trying to he's trying to parse apart. Like I don't think I think I think I think that that Sidious slept soundly. That was a very alliterative sentence. Yeah. <laughs> every single night, right? Like yeah. he just yes. he knew what he was going for, and yeah. I think Qui Gon lost many nights sleep. I mean, he only had a couple nights before he was killed, but a couple of nights sleep over. Did he do the right thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's I think good versus evil is a singularity of a vision versus a questioning, right, of mm -hmm. yourself. Right. Well, I so I have another answer to that, and mm -hmm. it's more like dogmatic. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Jedi don't bring parents along; they never have. They they make orphans of children. That's what they do. Sure. And that's what they've always done. It's like not you know that's and I, I, I know, but like yeah, the reason yeah, we yeah. like Qui Gon is that he's not dogmatic, right? Like he right. just I mean, he, my he does what the could have could have freed her dropped her off at another planet where she wouldn't be a yeah, slave. Almost anywhere was better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and this is not a dig right. on Qui-Gon because I watch that movie and I don't go I don't go and look at that going, what an evil thing he did. I look right. at it going, Wow, that was a that's a choice. Like that's a that's that's something he struggled with. Like I don't think it was and you yeah. see him in that scene mm -hmm. parse apart all you can see him working that stuff out. And I think that's good versus evil, right? Yeah. Questioning what yeah. you're doing, thinking about what you're doing. Totally. And yeah, and there's 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 definitely something to inaction too, which is mm -hmm. fascinating. Um, and the Jedi, I think, are guilty for for many of the atrocities and horrors in the galaxy through inaction, through yeah. not getting involved based on diplomatic, you know, necessities, uh, based on the kind of they've already bought into the the sort of the politics and the schemes of the, of the core worlds where they they may not intervene in a lot of conflicts, especially what seems to be slavery, open slavery happening on Tatooine. Like like the Jedi just do not intervene because of politics, because of the hut control, because of the, you know, because of the, the certain sort of regions and uh, territorial, um, you know, strife in the galaxy and conflict, they just won't get involved. And that to me, that's, I do judge them pretty harshly on that stuff. Yeah. Hot, hot take time. Yeah. Jedi good, the Jedi are evil. Parse apart that sentence. Meaning oh, like, you mean singular like singular Jedi Jedis are good, are good. Yeah. but the, the overall... Jedi... Are, I, I mean, would say evil. Evil is not. It's a hot take. So I'm being yeah, yeah. a little, a little yeah, over yeah, the sure. top. Keep but, it zesty. But, no, yeah. I like it spicy. I don't. Uh, I don't actually believe that sentence. Right. But there's something right there. because according to their own code, right? If they mm -hmm. stumbled across a planet that was enslaving people, they would they would seek to free them. The end. Yeah. Right. It's like the shortest path to peace instead of full right. on revolution. You know, wherever right. they can do the most yeah. good and. Um, yeah, to me, that's that's sort of a wasted effort because I mean, there's also peace. Peace can only last for so long. This is, I right. think peacekeeping it might be, um, might be underserving the galaxy in a major way because how long is peace going to be held for? I mean, right. there's countless systems, and there's right. And then you have the question: yeah. if they start 
defeating all the pirates and they start defeating all the huts and they start instilling their will right. on mm-hmm. those planets mm-hmm. right now they're still in control and now we have a singular vision and now we're back to the sith right and then right. they're authoritarian like, whether it's for yeah. good or yeah. evil it's like yeah there's got to be i mean comes down to the thing of like cultural relativism it's just like you can't mm. it's like as soon as you start saying you shouldn't be living like this you should start living like this mm. it's you're you're straying into authoritarianism and, and it's so tough ways. because my response always to cultural relativism is yes to a point right right and there's certain things that are evil i think we can right. all agree but slavery it, yeah. evil yeah right Good. but it takes like a really interesting character to say nope yeah. i know what's right and this is what yeah. it is and you know we've you were the one that brought this idea to me i think grant was the that uh george always wanted a benevolent dictator like he, he yeah. always thought that was like the best mm-hmm. sort of yeah i mean um, it's in his work and then i believe he's also quoted in interviews yeah, yeah talking that, about it yeah, yeah. and they that. we know that lucasfilm had a they had actually one of their it was like an internship program and a lot of work in Singapore. And Singapore is really like the only modern version of like benevolent dictator actually in the, in the sixties. Right. Oh yeah. Um, not currently, but I was going to say, but no, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, for no, a while yeah, yeah, they kind yeah. of did have one. And so I always, I, you know, one Singapore just does a very intelligent thing, which is hire the smartest people <laughs> in the room. That's kind of yeah, what that country But there was, doing. there was a whole revolution of that area. That's still, you know, they're bearing the fruits of now yeah. where they went from super, you know, yeah impoverished and it's and they, they're just like everyone gets a place to live everyone gets educated anyways I'm, i digress but uh well what's funny is i think mean, what's ironic is that vader becomes that to a degree right he becomes this not, all controlling i mean like I mean, as much benevolent. as palpatine's in uh, as much as yeah. palpatine is in you know yeah. the highest office in the land vader still i think has a, a good deal of control yeah. over i mean systems in planets, episode galaxies. two yeah. he's literally sitting there with Padme explaining what a benevolent, yeah. benevolent <laughs> dictator yeah. would do would do right. yeah 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 that's that key which is like a lot of people are like oh that scene but that's a really poignant like and he piece sounds, of exposition yeah. and really it sounds cool. like he's talking about being an enforcer yeah that's kind of what he was i think he was talking about city of uh, palpatine being like thinking like Palpatine is that person. Like, someone I think he was talking them. about Padme being that person. I think uh-huh. he wanted Padme to be the benevolent dictator, yeah. and he would be the enforcer for. I Padme. was really thinking he was looking at his own power set, his ability, and then thinking what he could do to actually make a difference in the galaxy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I be Vader and be this yeah. character that walks around and what he says is the law. Is the law? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so it could be good. all those things. Yeah. Can we talk about Gray Jedi? Yeah. Let's go for it. Sure. Because I, I think this is... Oh, wait. There's no such thing as Grey Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I think because of exactly of this pillar. Yeah. Because, like, they will not... If there's Grey Jedi, it is not Star Wars. No. This is, this yeah. is something that most forcefully Pablo Hidalgo has has said. But there's there's others, I think, Freddie Prince Jr., anyone who's, like, in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. It's like you either choose to be good or you choose to be bad. And we've seen no evidence in any of the EU that they're even teasing out the great jedi stuff it just is yeah. not there no yeah they have yeah, no our closest in doing example it. i think is like an elzar man from the high republic books if you're reading that given he will tap into the dark side regularly but, and know that where he's going is not 
what That's, he should be. You know, I think yeah. I think Gray Jedi is a step on the path to the, the dark ultimate side. dark side, mm-hmm. or maybe even light side. I don't know, right? If you're going yeah. the other way, right? If you're starting out dark and you're moving your way the other way, but yeah. I don't think anyone lands there. I don't think that's a in Star Wars yeah. Yeah. mythos. I don't think that's a place you can exist. It's a step right. on the path. I, I get why it's like an interesting storyline, and a sure. lot of Star Wars fans are like, they should do this because I want to see that story, but. It's really, it's a choice, right? You're either choosing to be good or you're choosing to be bad. I think Luke you know, Skywalker in The Last Jedi is probably the closest example of what I think most people think of as a great Jedi. Someone who's could take or leave the Order and is going to operate independently for a time. Then you, could have to, you would have to say that about Ahsoka and Qui-Gon. But he keeps the books, so I guess he is. And he also shuts tried. himself off from the is. Force. Yeah. Yeah. So he's sort of like if the the force wills me to not use the force is like That's kind of what the entire movie is about honestly. It's yeah. kind yeah. of exploring the moral ambiguity of Luke Skywalker and mm. kind of how he's And but I for mean, him it's just dealt his, with this his existence of being so good is manifesting all the stuff that is bad. But and, in the night in the hut in in to even think of dispatching your cousin your nephew right. That's that's a moment in the dark side. That's and he's yeah. always had those moments. Right. He's always had those pulls yes. to the dark. But that's different than being yeah. a gray Jedi. Yes, and it's different than being dark side. It's like you can slip, like Elzar Man slipped in the High Republic, but Elzar Man instantly was like, "I need to go, like, think about that." And like, yeah. he signed up. He like, and he signed into rehab, like, while he was going to the while he was side. doing it. Yeah, he was like, "This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong." <laughs> I'm about to do something professorial, but I just want to. Yeah. I want to for listeners. I had the summer off and then I've been parental leave for six weeks. So I'm now reemerging and becoming a pre- professor again. So I feel like I was like, it's just coming out of me and I can't help myself. But I think a good thing would be maybe to take a step back and play around with definitions for a second, because my, let's talk about what our understanding of a great Jedi is. Cause my understanding of a Je- great Jedi is they choose from moment to moment yeah. about whether the dark t- side or the light side is what they're going is what they need. And I don't think we've seen that. We've seen people who have a moment where they slip, like Luke, where he starts teasing with the dark side right. or even using it. But that is like his fall in a way. And maybe he is a bit gray when he's on Octu. But the end of his story is he literally sacrifices himself to save the galaxy. I mean, that's the light side move if we've ever seen yeah. one, right? Like right, so, yeah. so he ends up clearly going with that light side. Right. That's the whole thing. Is you? It's you know. To me, I think of it as like a moral buffet. It's just like, well, well, yeah, what what do I feel like doing today? It's like, well, sometimes I need to use the dark side to do what's right. Like that's not being, that's not doing what's right. And it's not balance, you yeah. know, like balance right. is mm-hmm. understanding the balance of the force, which is like, there's, you know, there's good and evil, because there's life and death, there's dark and light, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and embracing that. But you're always, you're seeking the light. You know, I seek the light. You seek to do the best that you can. Because if we use Star Wars logic, right, from in-galaxy logic, the dark side is easier and seductive. So there are going to be, you could not be a light, a gray Jedi because every time you use the dark side, the dark side is going to tell you, why bother with the light side? This is so much, don't you see how easier, much easier this was? Yeah. And it's seductive. And so inevitably a person so playing with the gray so is going to go to the Sith because yeah. of that. Yeah. As you, Ben, I think you made that point earlier that no, they this is a path, this is a step on the way to the dark side because of... They will, even if they use it once or twice, it's going to start seducing them. So twice. by that right. logic, wouldn't you say that the prequel trilogy showcases a gray Jedi almost throughout all three films? A, a, a character, or I guess yeah. the second mean, two films? You mean Anakin? Anakin? Yeah, Anakin yeah. is the closest thing we ever got because he does. He, he does, does pick and yeah. choose yeah. in these movies. But eventually... Right. right? So that, yeah. That's the thing, right? Because the, if you're a real Jedi, and you're, then you understand 
the like sequence of events. That's that pattern that was laid out by Yoda, where it's like yeah. fear leads to anger, leads to hate, leads to the dark side. It's like it just makes one decision made with the wrong intentions and you know the wrong motivation that leads you down the path. You know, Elzar Man understood that. Yeah. Luke understood that. Like as as many times as he slipped, he you know he always came back mm-hmm. because he had that call to the dark and he and he pulled himself back. Ray never had that mentor, so she had to sort of figure that out on her own. But Anakin, he was going down the dark path and didn't know it. Right. Yeah. He was seduced. Right. He was seduced by the dark side. Yeah. And yeah. it's all it's short lived. I mean, no one's a gray Jedi permanently. Unless exactly. I guess right. the closest example we have is maybe like the Ronin character from the Visions episode. It might be a sort of permanently gray character. But yes. But he know. only does good. But remember, I would say opinion. he's a dark side person that only does good. Okay. Well, anyways, I would say that's a pretty. But there's cool. also the the book came out that we have to read. Yeah, we're definitely going to review um, that. But also, remember, I mean, we we had this discussion about it, but Lucasfilm came out pretty quickly and said not canon about mm. this stuff, right? Like, yeah. like and, and that might be a bit wise. Like, mm. they like people playing in their sandbox, which is I'm all mm-hmm. for, and we talk about yeah. this. Please do more of this. And if you need to say this isn't canon to make yourself sleep at night. Or do right, not mess around with so much. Yeah. Fine, if that gives leeway. But that might have been why they're like, we really like what they're doing, but this starts messing around with the good versus evil thing. Because there are mm-hmm. things in that in the visions which are yeah. amazing that do kind of teeter on this. Let's take a little more of a nuanced look at good versus evil. Definitely, yeah. And the Sith turning good is a fascinating approach to Star Wars, a Star Wars story that I, I mean, you get a little with Asajj now and again. Um, and Quinlan and Quinlan Voss, yeah. he was good. Turned yeah. evil, turned good. Yeah, and he really, yeah. I mean, actually, Quinlan Voss is a really, yeah, the closest, um, really yeah. the closest one. So, if you haven't read the book, please do. It is called. Oh my gosh, who wrote it? Was it Claudia Gray? No, I mean it was a felony script that was like a lost. Yeah, it was um, the unlost produced script. It is not called Jedi Lost. It's no. called Final Meow Meow Path of the Darks. The Dark Apprentice. Dark Apprentice is, I think, what it was called. Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple. Thank you, goodness. So, Dark Disciple. I've said this on a bunch of them, but it's a fantastic book, and the whole plot is to have they make Quinlan Voss become a Dark Apprentice to try and assassinate Tuku. Yeah, yeah. And in like their darkest hour, which is again like the Jedi dogma. Like in that case, hot take, totally right. Like that's the Jedi being. That's a that's a dark side decision made by the Jedi Council. Right, and Dooku even for a period. I mean, if we're thinking of Grey Jedi yeah. as part of the spectrum, right? Like uh, you're you're fully light, and then you're right. you're. I mean, no one's ever really fully. Yeah. There's only a few characters that are fully light, I, in my opinion. But yeah, um, yeah. And as you tiptoe towards the dark side, there is a time where you are going to be in that spectrum of gray, and it, yeah. yeah. And so it's short lived, and so there's really no such thing. Because no one I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. no one gray exists. Gray is in that not state. a state; it's a series of it's choices. a stage. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a state; it's a stage. Right, yeah. and it is a series of ping ponging choices back yeah. and forth between yeah. good and evil. Yes, and you know, and it's the more poor decisions you make, the closer you get to full full dark. So, what can we do to reinvent the wheel again, or what can Star Wars storytellers and creators do to to do something new? with the good versus evil conflict. I love what you just said, like pure start from dark side to go to light. And I think maybe um, the new uh, dark acolyte or acolyte. Just acolyte, acolyte. yeah. yeah the acolyte. Um, acolyte, I think we're probably going to get that. Like born I, into the dark side that sort of like discovers for themselves. I have a pretty deep the theory side. about that. I, I feel like my, <laughs> my wild theory for that is that this is a character that's rejected by the Jedi hmm. and lives in that rejection. 
and finds their way to the dark side. But that's it could be a dark character going light. I, I don't know. But that's a great story. Sort I of feel like I that's that's actually Asajj Ventress's sort of that's how she found the dark side. Again, we only right. really got it in I'm like Dark Disciple? No, the Dooku Lost Jedi Lost. Jedi Lost, yeah, yeah. Um the the Dooku um audio book mm-hmm. that's yeah. right yeah um and we we get a lot of it's actually a lot of asajj ventures he's a good yeah. character um, i i like this but ben i want to build off what you said and what grant said this idea of starting dark i um i am 16 minutes into this movie that i'm about to reference so i have no idea where it's going other than just cultural osmosis which is jojo rabbit oh yeah oh, fantastic. so far 16 minutes in yeah. loving it yeah taika watiti but that's a character that's born in the darkness Yes. Mm, fully yeah. indoctrinated. Like, I mean, yeah. there's a scene where he's literally just running down the street saying Heil Hitler to everyone. Yeah. And I'm sitting there as a, as, as with Jewish descendancy mm-hmm. laughing, right? Because I'm like, this shows like such a wonderful way of indoctrination, but born to something that you're not aware of the depth of what you're saying. Right. Yeah. I'm guessing there's a turn for this character. I know from, I, I know from other things of seeing, meeting, I, I kind of know basically where it's going. So maybe Taika Waititi's movie yeah. could actually play around with this idea oh, of a character born in the dark. Yeah. I really think that's really interesting. It's something we haven't seen. Of, of they, they, they almost did this. I mean, with the, the idea of the seduction of the light side, I really glommed on when I was watching episode seven. I remember I walked out of that movie going, yes. Like, that's something, yeah. like that is a great playing around with the mythos and changing it. Because we've heard the seduction of the, of the dark side, this mm-hmm. idea of like someone who wants to be bad, tries to convince them to be bad. And, that got lost a little bit along the way in the in the sequel trilogy, I think, which is fine, and we can talk yeah. about that. But I like this idea of someone who is, instead of like trying to be a bad boy, which makes mm-hmm. pencil just come across as petulant a lot of yeah. time, yeah. of someone who just doesn't know anything else, right? And which you yeah. get you get a little bit of that played around with Finn, but they, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, they don't really go yeah. into that. So I love this idea of someone who's just it's the only thing they've ever known, and they buy into this, and then being suddenly realizing there's good in them, right? Which feels bad because. You know, that's all they've been exposed to. I think it'd be a really interesting way to. Yeah. I'm also fascinated with the idea of like split personality or two minds mm. in mm. one being. I yeah. think that could be a fun way forward for Star Wars. Would it be a good have... and evil mind in there, or would it just exactly? Be... Yeah, I think it's a, evil, character, super it's a character that wavers between light and dark because there's a sort of split personality occurring. Um, yeah, and it, I mean, when I first I saw the first trailer for the Rise of Skywalker, there's a little bit of Snoke VO in that trailer. That uh, or not the Rise of Skywalker for the Last Jedi, I believe uh, one or the other. Um, and then it just, it just Jedi. sounded the way yeah, probably, yeah, and yeah, and, um, and just the way he was jumping between lines. I think they just cut two lines together where mm-hmm. he was kind of having this. Yeah. yeah, he he initially sounded almost like like whimsical and, and nice in the, and then he took a yeah. really dark turn. And I was like, how fascinating would that be if there's a character, an ancient character? Uh, uh, a wizened Jedi or Sith or some some sort of character that's battling internally, much like Kylo, but it's almost two different consciousness going on at the yeah. same time. That would be really really fun to play. With. I, that's super interesting, and there's so many ways you could you could go about that because um, you could go about it the route of Hollywood Hollywoodized mental illness. That's a tricky road to to, yeah. to hoe. Yeah, but there's other ways. You're in a, you're you're in a universe. <laughs> Um, not to get you started too much, Grant, but you could you could start using this reincarnation element. Right. Oh yeah, that, through that's that. something I've been <laughs> fighting for. I've been protesting for. Wait, that how for so? Go hours. on for years. Um, yeah. Well, if you just had someone who was trained in the light or the dark, 
vice versa, and yeah. then reincarnation. They find out a reincarnated soul of a dark side or light side yeah. person. Oh, and it inhabits their. And mind. then you have this. Yeah. You have this angel and devil on their shoulder. If you want to go more biological, you could have a character who biologically, because they're alien, literally have a split brain. Like, yeah, have that's biological. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that, like Chiari Mundi. I think we know has yeah. two brains. Yeah. Uh, oh wow, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Sort of little like imagination thought puzzles, or thought experiments I've done is sort of Anyone like see malignant. Right, malignant is definitely a, <laughs> yeah. a prime example don't, of how don't, don't to be, how anything. two beings could be in one form. Um, but I, I always thought to myself, it might be interesting if it's an ancient character that maybe feels like they're more closely connected to the Force than everyone else. Therefore, mm. they've practiced this sort of um, this concept of separating their mind to light and dark. And that way they can use the full spectrum and full power of the Force. Oh. That could be interesting. Yeah. And then bicameral mind. Right. And yeah. then I think when we... Right. Yeah, some Westworld, Westworld. throwback. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, also, the... Um, it, I think when we pitched our sequel sequel trilogy, which go back and find yep. that episode. Yeah. I think we did it perfectly, guys. It was great. Yeah. I would watch that. Yeah. Um, uh, nonetheless, I think we had something where it was like one of uh, Ray's, if Ray has offspring, one of them gets like a holocron shattered in their face and like then a dark a dark side wraith goes into their oh, mind. Yeah, and it was like, that was a fun story. way. That, a possession yeah. type yeah. story. That yeah, was a yeah. fun way to do it too. Like there's a lot of really fun ways to explore the the sort of two moralities in the single yeah. being. That I'd I love think it. That be would cool. be like infringing on the horror genre. And I think that's perfect. Like <laughs> yeah. we I do think, need a straight yeah. up horror Star Wars. Because we do. I mean, the we OG do. horror, yeah. I mean, the OG like trilogy, there's some dark moments. I mean, there's limbs oh, flying yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I'm like body horror, but I mean like I, Darth Vader's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like Jabba's palace is gross yeah. and yeah. unsettling. Right. Um, right. I mean, someone gets fed like to a monster. You want to see, you want right? to be there. Yeah. But just for a short period of time. Like, yeah, 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 I want to leave yeah, after yeah. five. Minutes. You don't want to be in the rancor pit. <laughs> no, like, I we'll just take our food to go. Yeah, I literally, <laughs> every time I see that, I imagine myself because I had this happen to me in Deadwood. I imagine myself walking in and just like oh everyone stopping and staring at me and me just going, <laughs> "Okay, bye." <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. clearly yeah. Oops, not a scene. Sorry. Somehow the CD record scratched. Um, <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I, I think, I, and, and one of the things I think, I think right now we're in this era of Star Wars when we look back 50 years from now, we're in a kind of, um, that's the word I want to look for. I think we're trying to. Deconstructive. I don't even know if we're quite there yet. I don't think we are though. I don't think we're, I think we're reestablishing. <laughs> I, I think, I, I love the Mandalorian, but in a lot of ways it's, it's confirming what Star Wars right. is. Yeah. After the sequel trilogy had some issues, a lot of it, a lot of false right. issues. As many I issues mention, as the sequel trilogy had, at least it was trying to add nuance to this right. specific topic we're talking about, yep. the good versus evil, whereas Mando's pretty much... I mean, again, Baby Yoda, I think, is probably the prime example of something that plays with the good versus evil, the sort of yeah, that character. innocence of that character. Right. I mean, I'm Yet thinking about Din Djarin's like, character arc, and a lot of his arc happens before we see him. Like we know he was rescued, but like he most of his life he's been a hate filled, cold blooded bounty hunter killer. Yeah, part of doctrinated yeah. into a warrior. Right. When we for, we really only see it in like the first no, episode there's of the no first optics season for that. Yeah, we just don't. In the first no, season, but it's like you know he cuts stuff, someone yeah. in half with a door and he just throws mm-hmm. people into frozen carbonite. I mean, he's a he's a bad character yeah. with like. And then you fifteen know, minutes later, finds a baby and is is happy they found a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Exactly. But, and then becomes a dad, yeah. sort of like yeah. a bad yeah. dad, like for you know. Which, I mean, the next two seasons but 
Yeah, I mean that there's some morality. It was like it was yeah. in, in him being like, you know what? I don't want to be a bad person. I don't want to kill for a living. Right. I want to, you know, that Grogu helps well, it's him. It's funny find you bring Mandalorian cost. Mando up because I think that we're really gonna tread some new some new ground as with Book of Boba Fett. I think we're gonna get an antihero. I think we're gonna get a character that so. isn't. I think we are. Yeah. Isn't good yeah. at, good in the even the slightest. Which yeah. You can totally play around with it because you want to know what he's not a Jedi. Yeah. Right. right. But. There was a there was a I, I teased this out last episode and then had three beers and forgot I had teased it out and never completed the loop. So I'm going to complete the loop. That doesn't sound like us. A a, a, a week later, where in actually it might have been two weeks ago, but when we talked about the, our last Kyber Crystal Comics Corner, uh, Bo, uh, Boba's bounty board yeah. summary, Lando said he has a code. Yeah. Not quite sure what that code is, but he has a code, yeah. basically. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing we're going to learn about, I think, more about Book of Boba Fett is that he is, he is. He can be that gray jet. Yeah, he is. He is. He, but he has There's a code. Honor. There's he's definitely honor. Honor. Like, he's yeah. going to be an honor code type of person. He's yeah. going to be, um, he's going to be lawful neutral, lawful evil, maybe even probably lawful neutral, right? Where he's just, he has a specific code he follows. Which is interesting, right? Something we haven't explored all that much in yeah. Star Wars. And again, I mean, I, I'm saying that like he could be a great, he could fill that gray Jedi void, but that's not really it. If you have a coin, it's something else. And we also, we know by Star Wars, like if we're taking them literally, it's like, I don't know. There's, you're either, I, I think the separation of good versus evil is tantamount to this. And I'd love Boba Fett to just be evil. I, I actually had a dream the other night that he just actually brought together all of the, um, all of the the classic Empire Strikes Back um, bounty hunters, bounty hunters. Yeah. like the lineup, of whoever's still alive. Assume mm-hmm. hopefully most of them. We could even get a Rothgar Dang or or <laughs> the, the, the path the Rothgar. Yeah, we still need the making Rothgar of Rothgar Dang. Dang. Um, but uh, yeah, it brings them to together to like just defeat all the other. You know, just take revenge against every other. You know. Uh, crime syndicate yeah or you know about you know and and be like you know what i'm I'm bringing the band back together it seems like a stupid like silly fanboy plot but it would be awesome and and you know it's like let's watch him on his on his trail of terror we already have mandalorian which is like a positive like encouraging uplifting virtuous story of a hero let's get pure anti-hero and like see someone just like yeah i mean think if you had if you had if they had hired boba fett to to get the child that would have been a a one or two episode series because Boba Fett would have gotten the child, mm-hmm. dropped the child off to the client, and left, and said, "Thank you for my best car. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day, sir." Yes. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I I'm wondering how they're going to generate sympathy for that character, given. I, do they? But have I don't to. think they need. I think that yeah. is one of the Hollywood's downfalls right now. I think the right. studio yeah. note nowadays is. Oh, these characters aren't relatable. Generate sympathy for these characters. I think those that's the worst possible note you can give because right. there's zero nuance in that. It's Especially a story in a we've seen. Story. It's a story we've seen a billion times. Fennec Shand. There's a reason yeah. why Fennec Shand is sitting yeah. next to Boba in in that yeah. little teaser is because that's going to be the sympathy character. That's the character I, I, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna follow and be like, oh, is she good? Is she bad? She has other stuff going on in her life. And that'll uh, hopefully allow yeah. Boba to just. I be think Boba. this is a gangster series. I hope so. Yeah. I, I think, think it's a yeah. gangster yeah. series, and I think. That Boba Fett is gonna go get in too deep, and I think Fennec Shan might, uh, or vice versa, one of them might get in too deep, and the other one might be like, yeah, I, I like gotta a get Sopranos out of here. Yeah. sort of. Thing. Yeah, Sopranos. So that's what I was gonna yeah. go back to is we we've had an evolution of how we tell good bad stories in television over the past twenty years or so, where really The Sopranos was a watermark show where yeah. we started with a with a character who's bad. 
we get to know him throughout the series and we get sympathies for him. But he's not a good guy. No. Tony Soprano is not a good not guy a good at guy. the beginning of that series, not at the end of that series. Yeah. Then we had Breaking Bad come out. And Breaking Bad was uh, just a yeah. huge Best, change. I mean, some, I mean, rightfully yeah. say it's the best television I mean, it's masterful storytelling, yeah. right? We have a character who turns out not necessarily good, just whatever. Right, but he does the wrong things for the right and reasons. And then just gradually, gradually becomes yeah. just, I mean, evil by the end. And you can argue the mm-hmm. end of that series. I don't think he ever turns good. I think he does one final good action at the end of his life after leaving his friend to rot yeah. in, a, in a cell with Nazis but, for but generate, I think yeah. sympathy is generated through, I think there's sort of an unfairness that I think is harped on over and over again in the show where he I, feels I, like he was kicked out of this money deal with his partner back in the day. He, he got, you know, he got, um, I think that's illness. how they protected like, themselves. Yeah. I think we just liked someone who was smart doing smart things that were yeah. bad. Yeah. I think there was, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think there was a lot of, evil wish fulfillment in mm-hmm. that show and i love that show and and i and i you always want him to win you always wanted mm-hmm. him to outsmart the other people and just be bad i i, I think everyone was rooting yeah. for him no I mean, one wanted him to he, he was doing it for chemistry. relatable reasons like yeah. it was just like oh save your family yeah. right like save what's going on to make a better life for yourself give your child the sure. yeah. respect and, and, he deserves and mm-hmm. like your wife and all that and you know you can relate to that but he's not doing the right but, thing and that's the brilliant thing about <laughs> that show is because things. they got rid of that plot pretty quickly where you're like he would say that and we as viewers are like nah bs we know that's not why you're doing it yeah but also we hope you succeed right yeah. like and so yeah. so so we've gotten to this point of like we're comfortable t- telling stories about bad people and that's to get your point right. grant we don't need sympathy for Boba Fett. All fans want is Boba Fett to do Boba Fett. Yeah. And do right. Boba Fett things. Especially in a post sort of like Suicide Squad yeah. world where it's like there yeah. are films where you're just following the villains and a lot of them are irredeemable in many ways. Yet it's just fun to see. It's a fictional space and it's great right. to see these action beats yeah. done by these people who are going to take the action to the next level mainly because so, there's nothing restraining them, nothing they, holding them back. Why do they always give them, I think about the the two Suicide Squad is, why do they always give them a daughter to be like, right. then we have some sympathy. There's a moment of those, both yeah. those movies where yeah. they try to force the sympathize with these characters where I'm like, yeah. I, I don't I, need to. Idris Elba is the most charming man in the world. Yeah. Right. He, he doesn't need, need a daughter to sympathize with yeah. him. I yeah. want him to succeed. That was an incredible the, scene. But yeah. it did feel like what the studio, what the Hollywood system yeah. does, which is like give us sympathy, something. relatability, yeah. sympathy, relatability. If you can, we, we need it because we want audiences to and, connect with these characters. But we have series like like Invincible is out there now. It's yeah. Like a, a major series. Yeah. Focuses mainly on, anti, on a villain. <laughs> and like, right. Yeah. And a villainous character that's at the center of that piece as well as the, the, yeah. the his son. But um, uh, yeah, you have, there's so much out there that I think highlights villains as this, the centerpiece and doesn't, it doesn't sacrifice on that. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't try to be something else. Doesn't try to read, show a different tone now. And again, it really just doubles down on this is villainy oh, yeah. and, we're in a new age where that's okay. Like it's okay to see that stuff, especially in a fictional space where none of it matters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you're just making me think like, especially, I mean, I know this is one of the problems with star Wars and something they're trying to get away with. And what Martin tried to get away with. It's like, you don't want to always make the non-humans be the bad characters. And that's what I actually, I loved about the ninth Jedi is there was a lot of the look like, Oh, you know, friendly aliens, or whatever that turned out to be. Evil, right. Right. But that said, I mean, if you had, I mean, Forlom, Zuckus, Bosk, IG-11, Boba Fett, um, 
black car skinner skinner now and i can never say pronounce his name right chrysanthemum chrysanthemum thank you um like you know they can just have they've always had bad intentions they can have bad intentions and like suicide squad and star wars like would be would be yeah. a really easy jump for them and yeah. you could just see them so four upcoming qu- projects i know yeah. we said book of boba is definitely going to play with that definitely show us an anti-hero mm-hmm. hopefully give Talk us a villain it. through and through yeah and not sacrifice on that in any way what other upcoming projects do we think are going to play with the good and evil well, yeah we've mentioned alkali alkali Alcalite for sure Alcalite for sure yeah. i think andor will as well Ooh, oh yeah yes. definitely yeah. right we, i mean that's one of the best. I mean, we haven't talked about Rogue One, but yeah, our yeah, hero totally. has introduced killing a guy. <laughs> yes. Killing yeah. a guy who's giving him information yeah. to help the rebellion. Yeah, just, yeah. It was, again, bad choices for the greater good. It was almost a breaking bad situation yeah. where it's like, I'll kill this informer because he's just, he. there's a chance he could uh, reveal the, the resist, reveal the right. rebellion. Yeah, he yeah. ruin everything. Yeah. And yeah. That's his whole thing. And, yeah. and I think what we're going to learn in Andor is how he got to that point. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing we're going to get I think when we're first introduced to Cassie, he's going to be fairly virtuous and a believer and wanting mm-hmm. to do good things. And through a series of difficult choices, he's going to learn that he has to sometimes make the greater good choice. But also maybe having seen, having suffered severe trauma, like yeah. maybe seeing the yeah. atrocities of this, this burgeoning empire and being yeah. like, wow, I'm not going to let that happen to anywhere else. Yeah. Even if it means I kill this one informant. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm remembering the scene in the hangar where essentially rogue one the rogue squadron was created and i mean he cassian andor was reflecting with his his compatriots all the terrible things they had done and like in the service of, of this cause and like how much they regretted all of it but he still did it yeah you know and so I, i'm expecting he could just be that person just like that killing for information yeah. the yeah. whole show it could be very great struggling yeah. with it yeah. you know but still doing it i mean at the at, at the very i mean when you look at that element in rogue one that's his third act turn that we get with, mm-hmm. with it's just a character yeah. it's a character who's frankly evil yeah i, I mean on yeah. the side of good but he's doing evil things for the greater good yeah and it, i mean that's kylo and that's vader it's, turning yeah. it's james bond too i mean talking yeah. about license to kill and just right taking the law into his own hands yeah i mean and they I think, did feed his best friend to sharks though yeah no <laughs> It's true. I'm saying, no, I think James Bond is almost uh, fundamentally more flawed than Cassian. Oh, yeah, many, yeah, for many sure. Ways. And I don't know, yeah. I don't know how that unrestricted sort of like non-law abiding character sort of like continues in the modern storytelling. But nonetheless, it's, I do see an analog with Cassian and, and Bond. Yeah. Um, doing, doing the dark deeds to, and putting, you know, the, the rebellion first is yeah. kind of what Cassian's all about. I definitely think we're, in Rogue Squadron, I can't imagine there's yeah. It, Rogue Squadron, the next officially announced film from Lucasfilm, uh, Star Wars film. It's almost like there's no other choice but to do a sort of shadow wing approach to do uh, characters that are type tie pilots and then characters that are X-wing pilots. Oh, right. You know I, what I mean? Like that's, yeah. you just maybe made me excited for that movie. To be frank, I have not been very excited for that movie, yeah. but if you do like we have taken on people from the empire yes like x empire um yeah, yeah. and that, now we have this group that's mingled between x yes, rebellion x empire yes. we have to form a squad that's yeah. now i want to watch that movie yeah i'll watch I that movie instantly yeah, 100 yeah. far more appealing yeah um yeah we have obi-wan i think obi-wan of all the series coming up is gonna be the most clear cut of good and evil yeah really so so go back to the classic roots of yeah i mean i think obi-wan's good and will always be good i mean he does yeah. lie to luke a lot but remember when we pitched it back in the day 
or when we were doing our own kind mm-hmm. of fan uh, sort of pitches for what that show could be, I think one of ours, or I, I don't know who it was, but um, I think we were, uh, we were saying that maybe Obi-Wan at the very end of this, just to conceal Luke's whereabouts, does something not somewhat nefarious. Interesting. Yeah, there, there's definitely room yeah. for that, right? Yeah. 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 It's greater good, again, to keep Luke hidden at all costs. Oh, seems he has that, to Seems to be what that else. show might, all right. might be a point Yeah, there's show. definitely room for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And that's a sacrifice of his own you know, moral compass that I think is would weigh heavily on him and add drama. And I'm just trying to think I mean, of drama-rich sort of yeah, scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for all we know when that starts, he's going to be living with the fact that he killed his brother. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to be coming off of that and wrestling with the fact like, am, yeah. was that a turn to the dark side? I mean, but he's doesn't, he's never felt that way. Like he's so morally righteous that like, I just don't, I think that's not something he's going to struggle with. I mean, obviously he, I mean, I, he's yeah. going to, he's going to like blame himself <laughs> for a lot something of that. that's going to happen in that show. That's already been promised by executives that I, might, I have... might play into that, which is that Anakin and Obi-Wan will, I guess, cross sabers again, I guess is kind of what's, <laughs> that been seems like a, about. I feel like, I feel like the end of that's going to be like, well, technically they did, right? <laughs> Cause a dream, it's a, it's a dream thought, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, this may be, this may be, um, <laughs> This may be colored by the fact that I just finished the main campaign of Ghost of Tsushima. Incredible. Game. Nice. Cried. Literally cried at the end of that. Amazing. Uh, had to make a really tough choice. We can talk about which yeah. choice talk I chose. Talk about moral. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really moral dives into at the end of that. But, but honor, Grant yeah. hasn't finished. I, got to I haven't finished. Oh, okay. Yeah. I made what I thought was the honorable choice, which was really hard. Um, but <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I tried to play the yeah, game yeah. like being an honorable samurai. Yeah, man, yeah. That, I had to choose which button to push, yeah. and I was I, sitting there for like as it was counting down, going, I "That's this. it." I just wanted to be a loud yeah. samurai. I wanted to call people out at the gates yeah. of a village and just battle people in broad daylight. I didn't want to sneak around. That game no, I did the made same. me sneak around a couple times. Yeah. I really resented it when it made me yeah, do yeah. that. I yeah. will tell you now, I don't give a yeah. f, and I'm sneaking around. <laughs> but I'll t- I, we talk once you finish the game, I can tell why I'm now. I'm like, I don't care. Um, but part of me wonders if. There's going to be a moment where he is forced into something where he's actually like asking the person not to make him do this. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if it ends with a duel. And now that we think there might be a, um, what do they call them? Inquisitor. Inquisitor yeah. Most of those Inquisitors are ex-Jedi of some kind. Mm-hmm. Right. I wonder if there's a moment where he gets a, re- there's a reluctant duel where he's just like, I don't want to do this. Don't make me do this. I know if we do this, I will kill you. Like yeah. moment of, of, of Obi-Wan. And so it, you kind of get that both, best of both worlds. You get the honorable Jedi not wanting to do this, but then you get him mm-hmm. cutting a brother down. Right. Because that's, he was forced yeah. into that position. Mm-hmm. That is kind of his light. I mean, he was sort of their executioner. I mean, when Grievous was found, they sent Obi-Wan after him and he just, cut him down like he and made him go after his his padawan and made him go after his padawan too it's just oh, like you just tough. go and do that and he just did, i mean he didn't obviously didn't no it's not obvious he he, he didn't want to do it but he like asked, he, he just he, did it didn't didn't he ask them not to do that in return of the sith yeah he's My like please, like, please he's don't like, make please me. let me go after the emperor emperor yeah. yeah that's right that's what he asked for I think that, yeah that's almost Man, the ultimate infinities but then yoda's like no do it and he's like okay yeah my master told me to. I gotta go kill my brother. I mean, I'd listen to Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Palpatine proved pretty difficult, especially when they're jumping. They're jumping like, you know, as if they're the Senate pods. It's like, Senate I don't know how, how Obi would hold up there. I don't think he would have gotten yeah, there. Yeah. I don't know. I think he just Here's a blind spot. I always, every time I watch Return of the Sith, because I'm so, yeah, yeah. or, or Avengers, I'm so focused on the Anakin Obi Wan lightsaber. I forget 
every time about the Yoda Palpatine fight. Like literally, if you're yeah. asking me, like wait three days and ask me, do Yoda and Palpatine fight? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> and then yeah. I watch it like, oh, that's right. This is going to happen now. Yeah. Right. Now Sidious got the high ground. Yeah. And that was the end of it, but it was close. There was. The high ground won. Gravity yeah. ultimately got the best of Yoda. Spinning lots of Senate boxes at each other. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, sigh. Oh. <laughs> I actually enjoy. I enjoy that fight quite a bit. But I enjoy the banter of that yeah. fight. I love. I love my little green. Yeah. Oh friend. yeah. Yoda talks a ton of trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Gotta the best part. That. When he just dispatches the uh, the guards, he's Not just like, "You're enough. out of my way." Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. So across all the projects, good and evil seem good versus evil. It seems to be like there's a lot of leaning towards the classic. Yeah, uh, in some spaces, and then as and then there's sort of nuanced takes on it too, which is yeah. fun. So sequel trilogy, Rogue One, there's there's certain there's certain um, stories that are doing a lot of work. Solo even does a lot of work, I would say, with good versus evil and kind of um, exploring a more neutral area, a, a little far bit. more neutral area. He he ends up a little too good than I would have liked him at the <laughs> end too. of that. I and really that didn't. Movie. The assistance of the Earl, the proto rebellion was really yeah. unneeded. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, this is the last guy to do this. I'm like, but okay. so he's already grown to the point that he grows at the end of the movie. We <laughs> yeah. need him in. Well, that's yeah. more like he's a hero and he wants to do the right thing overall, but he does kill his mentor. Yeah, I mean yeah. that that is my favorite part of that of that of that of that when he yeah the duel with. Um, yeah. Beckett. Tobias Beckett. <laughs> um, yeah, that oh, is a cheap, great the cheap shot. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of, yeah. yeah. cheap really shot. What's well, a duel? He, he, learned. he drew first. Yeah, yeah drew first. All right. He learned from his mentor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing that's interesting that we haven't gotten is that, regardless of whether they play around with good versus evil in the middle section of the movie, the the bad guy always loses. Yeah, meaning that we haven't had one where a bad guy wins, or even someone walks off into the sunset that shouldn't walk off into the sunset, or that we're unsure about what the rest of their story is. Well, Revenge of the Sith—that was a prime example. I mean, but, of evil winning. Well, it's evil winning temporarily between episodes three right. and four of a larger arc, right? Like, like oh, we knew where that yeah. story ended, yes. right? Like, like if that was if that story was told like literally chronologically, then yes, that would have been an amazing ending. But my point is, like, in like in in the end of a of a movie or a trilogy, we, we haven't gotten a character, and I don't mean necessarily evil winning, but even a character kind of just like okay, here's exactly what I'm thinking. We had suggestion, and Grant, I think this was your idea of is at the end of episode nine, does Ben Solo end up kind of exiled? Does he exile himself, or Ray exile herself on an island? You mean eight? Or nine. No, nine. nine like we had, you had yeah. talked about this. Like yeah. the I was thinking being, eight would be the place to do that, but I don't. We yeah. we started this podcast after eight, though. So yeah, you would yeah. even I suggest remember this. for nine, you were suggesting yeah. that was that was going to be Ben Solo's fate. Was he yeah. going to be exiled and just like abandoned on an island? Like he just yeah. he just sequesters sure, himself, sure, like basically sure. yeah. doing what Luke did, but for a bad character. Like that yeah. would be a really interesting ending to a Star Wars story mm-hmm. of this character that we're not sure about. Sure, continues on their journey. Right, like we don't get those, we get very clear endings to our Star mm-hmm. Wars stories, and I think that's got yeah. changed just because of how many stories are starting to tell. Right, yeah, I think there's so much potential with that, especially um, because I think the Force, like the Force, is such a enigma, and uh, just in a way, the way the Inception ends with the the totem, yeah, the top spinning, yeah, it's like. Did that not feel like Star Wars to you in that yeah. moment? Given that it's a there's four physics literally being right. you know uh, uh, impacted. Or season on three of Fargo that yeah. I just watched. Fargo. And so watched I would love movie. for a Star Wars film to 
end with a sort of like this character can still use the dark side this character mm-hmm. can use the light side like something that just kind of shows it via an action and then black you know like yeah. that would be a really fun way to end a star wars movie yeah. so yeah. yeah i would love i would love something like that if we could extend this a little bit longer i we had talked a little bit about this off air i think uh last week mm. what's an example of a story that would never happen in star wars huh so this is this I would mean, have to be like based on good and, good and evil. So like a like a, a character that is where or a character arc that doesn't involve good or evil. That doesn't. I mean, that's near impossible to do. But I, well, this is why we did moral. this because you explained this to me. You're yeah. like, you know, there are stories about good and evil, and then there's sort of modern ambiguity with yeah, with more characters. gray, more ambiguity, yeah. But like more than uh, just gray, mm. it just like doesn't involve. Doesn't involve the. I mean, you'd have to do. A doesn't more, involve my, good versus ha- evil. You'd have to do a more intimate tale, I think, for that. I think whenever you're dealing with large factions, I think yeah. you always lean towards some sort of yeah. moral, moral thing. But if you're doing a very intimate story, again, like the Ronin journey, story right? in Visions, yeah. I think, is a yeah. prime example of sort of this open ended. Is this guy good? Is this guy bad? Right. We don't know, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't fall prey to those guidelines, you know. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I think that that's probably I, the best example. I, I mean, it's think the kind of the realm of drama. Right, like any any movie made by Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a certain <laughs> that's all mirror. It just moral gets very ambiguity. abstract, and it, yeah. it's more about the human condition than it right. is about yeah. human. Emotion. I mean, that's the right. thing, right? There's no good. There's Morality. evil. There's just human. Human. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Like yeah. uh, Wes Anderson for all the Andersons. Uh, we'll just do it alphabetically. All the Andersons. Yeah. We'll just start, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's more of like, like just being a human being and how quirky life is. Yeah. Wes Anderson's yeah. a really good idea because all those characters. Like look at the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, they're all equally equally despicable and lovable. Yes, throughout most of that film, right? Yeah. Like, like, incredibly like, flawed. Flawed. But yeah. there's a, a, yeah. a warm human center to all of them, all of right. the characters. Which is yeah, good. right. So yeah, I mean, any those are very. Bombs, bombs, I think right. a droid. I, I think bombs. a droid character. No. <laughs> yeah, a droid character could lead to something ah. like that, where it's a, it's something that looks at things computationally based on logic, yeah, not logic, yeah, I mean, algorithms, numbers, yeah. and not. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I'm like but really trying. To, let's story. find There's something no that they way. can't do, like that. Oh, oh that, that they I, cannot I, do. That they cannot do. Well, I, 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 I feel actually like droids, that droid story they can't tell because it doesn't deal with good or evil. They, they, they would just be a generic sci-fi story if it was like, see, am I human? Or they like can, droid rights. but they won't do that. Meaning that even the droids, like, I mean, C-3PO gets a sacrifice play in mm-hmm. the last movie of the right. series, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a false sacrifice play, right. but he does, right? Like, that's the character in a weird way that gets yeah. that But that's not the story. It's no, a story in, in service of a larger... If they were to do a droid story, it'd be about the droid realizing they're more mm-hmm. than a droid, which right. then violates the rules of a droid movie, right? Like, like right. if they were to tell... But you're right. They couldn't tell it straightforward. They couldn't tell... Like, they... In a lot of ways, you know what they, you know what they can't do? They can't do a Star Trek movie. Yeah, they can't do an HK four seven movie either because no. that character is droid logical thinking, also just lawful evil at the yeah. same time. So right. it's like you'd never do that storytelling but you because could, it's cold would... and there's no sympathy, and right. it's just it's just not something that would right. ever be made. Yeah. But similarly, like that's but I a guess, great comic. I'll take it back. They <laughs> could do they could do a Star Trek movie because all the movies are good versus evil. But they couldn't do a Star Trek TV series episode as a movie, which which. If, if you watch those, there's a lot of moral mm-hmm. ambiguity. Yeah. And like, yes, the Federation is good, but they have very clear, like you get to this, the prime directive, you can't enter. Like, this mm-hmm. is where we actually started our conversation way back when, when I rose the, raised the question about right. Qui-Gon and slaves. 
is the prime directive of Star Trek is you can't interfere of the natural development mm-hmm. of a pre-warp world, which means if you go to a world and they don't have this technology and they have slaves, too bad you can't do anything because you're going to affect their mm-hmm. history. They have to figure yeah. it out for themselves. You're not going to tell that story in a Star in a Star Wars. That's that's yeah. that's too morally that 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 brings too much relativism into a Star Wars. So I guess you can't do Star Trek in a Star Wars, really. Yeah, and that's you can't, good yeah. differentiation right there. Yeah, and you you won't be able to do a story that just focuses on light side characters either because there's no conflict. Yeah, right. where's the conflict in that? Yeah. There's nothing. It's right, just right. Jedi training, or I don't know, you know. Right. Yeah. So it's more. I'm I'm feeling like it's sort of a genre, like anything that's very earthbound human storytelling, which there are so many stories like that where it's like you know what it's like to go to have to take your kid to school and it's tough to be a parent like that. Those sort of stories obviously wouldn't wouldn't be told in Star Wars. Like. I'm just I'm looking to do this exercise more is like what does it mean to be like tied by good and evil and it's these epic you know mythological yeah we're good all grounded stories which, yeah, which good almost, triumphs over evil. I was kind of answering this and we're in, we're in the season and I you know Halloween Kills just uh, premiered I think today nice. which I will be watching shortly but I still have to nice. get my wife caught up on <laughs> Halloween and Halloween and then Halloween Kills right um, though she's seen the original Halloween numerous times um. But but that makes me think of the slasher films and the horror films of like the seventies and eighties and mm-hmm. to today where they always end. I mean, this is not a surprise to anyone. They always end with like good triumphs, but not really, right? You right, always get right, that shot right, yeah, of yeah. of Jason still being there or getting some kind of something yeah. that there's a. And that's a hard thing. Like that, if you translate that into Star Wars, you would have the final fight, like like. It would actually be the end of Revenge of the Sith in a lot of yeah, ways, yeah. right? Which you you can't you can end a movie on that, but you can't end the series on that where you get the bad yeah. guy coming back for one last fight, fright or you know something. So, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. imagining like a dirge movie or something. That is, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the go-to ending for a lot of Star Wars stories nowadays. Whereas good triumphs, but in the background, an, a, a larger, Darkness more lurks. intimidating, yeah, dark side presence yeah. is well, awakening. They, they kind of tease, they kind of tease that with Sidious. Right, because like now the story of Star Wars is that Sidious just as always is undefeatable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've they've created this own problem to the point of at the end of so now I'm like, so he's is dead, he dead? He's yeah. dead now. Is he dead now? Why? You can't even believe if he's dead because they've already I shown mean, a death on. I've screen. watched eleven Jason movies. Yeah. yeah, actually, I watched twelve. That's right. They stopped making Friday Thirteenth movies mm-hmm. at twelve, not at thirteen. I yeah. don't know why Friday Thirteenth doesn't have thirteen <laughs> movies. It only has twelve in the series. It drives me nuts. But anyway, um, my point is like I watched I watched Star Wars now, and I'm like, but but he'll be back. <laughs> At this point, why? Like, I guess because the Jedi used defense and not whatever to destroy him. But I would prefer that didn't happen. But I as well, I as well would not like that. I'm going to make the safe guess that he's not. I don't back. think so either. Yeah, yeah. In any, in any except stories. in maybe some EU. All right. Oh, let's hope not. Um, uh, nonetheless, I feel like. I feel like a lot of Star Wars stories, I think, especially in the High Republic, you're seeing sort of these, the Jedis have these little victories, these little victories yeah. followed by new reveals of dark side entities. They're winning entering. the battle, yeah. losing the war. Yes. As I get yeah. the feeling every yeah. time I, I read a, a High Republic yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. thing. Yeah. And there's the inner conflict too. That's there's, there's everyone's fighting the dark side off, which I don't think you can escape good and evil in Star Wars, especially if you're dealing with the force because everyone's battling within right. Star Wars as well. So, I don't think I think it's inescapable. I think it's Star Wars is the classic example of good versus evil in cinema, like at least the original trilogy, for that matter. And then George constantly trying to subvert that after the fact, and then new filmmakers now really trying to deconstruct that and yeah. add new flair to it. So. 
I can feel this trying to dismount, and now I'm going to drop another the- <laughs> yeah, I, 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 no, th- philosophical yeah. bomb. It was a really great ending for what yeah, it's it was. worth, Grant. Thank you. <laughs> it was. It really was. And Just then through that, out. I was thinking of like so. So I was trying to think of like the higher public, right? And 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 in the higher public right now, the the Nihil are the the evil, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Nihil didn't exist, like my point is, is that in, in I don't necessarily want to bring this to our world, but there's probably you. You absolutely can. Oh yeah. We we thrive on dichotomies and good versus evil. So my feeling mm-hmm. is, even if you just had the Jedi and they had order and there was no bad, eventually they would start singling each other out. As no, no. I mean, this happens to every single religion mm-hmm. that's ever been yep. ever. Is that no? We're the true believers. This that you guys don't quite believe this. Like Qui Gon would have eventually been the mm. Sith. Right, like right. Qui-Gon would have been That's defined the, like, as like the We have evil. no one to fight, so we're fighting ourselves yeah, theory. Yeah, and so I hate that. I, I hate it too. I don't want to see that, but part of me is like, this is why we always have to have an outside evil because otherwise, as Grant mentioned, if mm-hmm. you just had Jedi, there wouldn't be conflict or the conflict they would create would be that conflict, which is no one wants to see that. I don't think the I wonder fightings... if we're going to see, I'm worried we're going to see that in the High Republic. It actually would yeah. be, it would actually would be a very interesting story to tell. Like if, because I mean, we see them with, like what happens if they, you know, defeat the Nihil and the and the Drengir, but like they've just been corrupted just enough, so yeah. now they start, you know, they start fighting themselves. I think that's where we're going. I think we're gonna have a sect break off of the yeah. Jedi, yeah. and I think that sect is gonna be considered evil. Yeah, I think we might get a sect of gray Jedi. <laughs> I really do in that story for a little while. It's a it's a path along the way. Yeah, yeah. and then they fall into full Sith, or they find the Sith. Yeah, they're dark and on that home. whiteboard yeah. at the the Project Luminous light board they yeah. did they did right. they did write down a subset of jedi or yeah. jedi break off um from uh, the group contingent of jedi who have left the order you know, yeah something like i forget what they wrote but that would be interesting i, I mean it'd be interesting to see think, another sect of and i think of the dooku jedi lost there. book i think even talks about like the fallen 20 or something fallen, like that something and even names like Trenis or something the seven okay it's seven yeah well, and the other thing is that we've i mean they could based on the whiteboard they could be referring to the way seekers right which sure. are the ones yeah. the right. wayfinders I mean, we, yeah, yeah, there's Wayfinders, Monster Hunters. Like, we find yeah. people that have sort of, that are not included in the quote-unquote seven. No, so they like just... Dooku's one of them, but... They didn't they, fall in, but they left. They were I mean, just, they they were, they were asked not to continue being a Jedi. Right, and they, they sort <laughs> of, yeah, they're like washouts. Yeah, exactly. But they're still Force users, and they've, mm-hmm. they've done it. I mean, the, the Wayseeker... Um, oh, gosh, I, I can't believe she's like my favorite one. Orla Jereni. Thank you, Orla Jereni. Yeah. yeah. She's technically still a Jedi, yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's like on indefinite sabbatical from the Jedi Order. They're right. like, okay, go find. Doesn't your have like a home base. Thing. It's just uh, out yeah. there. Yeah. But then there's the monster hunter, um, Tyork. Tyork. Right. Job with the names, man. Yeah, she's a washout, right? Yeah. Like she's no longer yeah. a Jedi, but she's not considered a fallen. She's not a dark side user. No. But her, yeah, her she, I think the Padawan like learner that out. she was partnered with seems to have been a sort of dark. Right. Jedi, a Jedi mm-hmm. who was seeking dark knowledge, right. mm-hmm. well, and you, I don't know if we know the full. Fa- I know he had died or something, but like, I don't know what we know they had uncovered together. It's still unfolding. If you're reading the temple, the monster. Yeah. We also don't peaks, know that that so. character died. The character fell off a cliff, yeah. and we don't see where we didn't see impact. Let's just put it no, that way. Right. And then I think the major example of kind of a re a, a, a re exploration of good versus evil is in the leveler monster that's mm-hmm. kind of revealed in the Rising yeah. Storm novel, which Pure is evil. Well. 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe an extension of the force. Maybe a mm, thing that right. eliminates whatever the force leveler. Yeah, right? it's yeah. almost oh, like yeah, we had yeah. this, I, I, Adam. Maybe I think it was Adam's this. theory of yeah. like this thing comes in. It was mine. I say a lot. It was yours. I'm sorry, it was Ben's theory. It's just this, this, like this idea that joke where we give each other the wrong people credit. We love giving people credit here. The wrong people, especially. But it's great. I've gotten a lot of your things credited. No, no. I'm just yeah. The. It's just fascinating that idea that it's a new, it's a, it's a monster that basically is going to wipe out whichever side is kind of is is in power is is, is, yeah. is holding more space yeah, on the board. That. Yeah, um, just to yeah for more minutia, I think the difference is the lost are people of the Jedi Order want to be Jedi that don't want to be Jedi, but there's a whole contingent of Jedi that I think they get kicked out and those people could be a sect, you know, where it's just like, you're no longer a Jedi, you're gone. Those aren't considered lost Jedi. Those are just like, yeah. they're washouts, I guess. Like I said before, yeah. people that get yeah. kicked out, those don't count as like, because right, Dooku is considered lost. one of the lost, right? right? Because he, he chose to leave. He just chose to leave. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he didn't go yeah. dark. They don't think he's a dark Jedi. Right. He just decided to go to be a, the count of Sereno. Uh, Serrano. Yeah. Yeah. Serrano. Yeah. I think there's some pretty major setups happening in rising storm, especially with, with Stellan Geos. Mm-hmm. I think, that character is left just utterly defeated at the end of that book. Yeah. Makes me think when he does, uh, you know, take his saber to the enemy, it's going to be vicious. It's going to be dark. It's going to lead him down a path that is, is definitely going to yeah, uh, twist his oh, mind. I'd love for there to be a purge where like, cause the Jedi council is not a good council. It's like, it's like a very infighting, it's that board thing we're talking about, like the that cynical council that's like fighting with each other over yeah. like the minutia of, of the force and the way, you know, things are going. And imagine if they were just like, oh, Elzar, man, you use the dark side of the force, you're out. Selengius, you use that, you're out. Emery Kantaros, you're gone. You know, just like, and, and we're tired of, you know, you, and we're tired of you, yeah. and Skier, well, you're think, gone, yeah. and your Padawan's gone. And then there's like, that's the sect of like, sort of, you know alienated yeah. jedi and where do they go and what do they do that's fascinating yeah i, I do think there's a misdirect happening in those books with the elzar man character You're mm-hmm. like oh he he dips into the dark side now and again whereas stellan geo seems like this altruistic yeah. goody two-shoes yeah i'm more worried about think, him i for gotta sure. think that they're gonna subvert that story yeah i think Stellan's so too i think yeah. stellan is sees the path he's going is going to there's no way stellan goes to the dark right. that's why it's more it's fun too if he obvious does. Yeah, i think yeah. i think yeah, you're yeah. just gonna have Someone who denies himself mm-hmm. that part of himself completely falls prey to it, as in Stellan's right. starting to realize. And this isn't a great Jedi thing, but start realizing, I have, I have evil, or e- I have the ability to be evil in me. I need to watch that and not fall prey to right. that, as opposed to like, no, I'm, I'm yeah, fully the good. Denial of evil I'm is so a good. pretty. Yeah, it, not to be aware of your own dark side <laughs> yeah. is is a real yeah. path to the dark side. Yes. yes. And that's something that I guess we haven't seen a lot in the yeah. movies, right? Like Except maybe that's, I, I mean, yeah. Except but I, the biggest story that's ever happened. No, but I think he does, <laughs> but I think he does see the evil inside of him in that. Like he, he, he slaughters all I of think he the women and the children, children too, man. Like, I think he's being righteous. I think he thinks he's on the right Real. side of the force. I don't know. I think he's lost <laughs> he and knew he was wrong in that and scared. Yeah. With the Tuscans. Yeah, but yeah. everything that happened after that, like, okay, so he had that moment. That was his time to come back. Did he? Nope. Got worse. Like if you watch all the so, Clone Wars animated series, He's just like, no, I'm the greatest Jedi ever. Like, I can do whatever I want. And then just like, you know, just killing fools left and right. But he yeah. just, by the time he kneels in front of Sidious, he just seems 
Like the way I always read that is I'm lost. I'm confused. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Just please tell me what to do. Like, yeah. please yeah. point me in a direction. And that's why he's so willing to become his apprentice because he's just so sick of not knowing. And he's recently knowing. burned by the Jedi. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. Mace yeah. and the whole like asking him to spy, et cetera, et cetera. It's being aware of the dark side within you, I think, is so valuable. Um, and I feel yeah. like characters like Vanestra Rowe and Mace Windu and certain characters that have just understood that there's a dark side within mm-hmm. them and utilize, utilizing it at certain times, I think that's almost like that's going to give you clarity because at least you're going to, at least you're not going to be blindsided. Right. And I think for the most part, the characters, the Jedi know when they are walking the dark path, but it would be an interesting story to see if they really did. Well, I guess I'm paraphrasing what you just two said two minutes ago, but um, they really have no yeah. idea. Bring it back to my micro macro. <laughs> Let's go. I got some here. Micro, it's important to know the dark side inside you. Macro, it's important to know the dark side. That's part of everything. Right. And so I think that's Mace Windu's falling is he sees the darkness inside him, but he does not see the darkness that's around him. So he does not see the darkness in the, in the Jedi council at that point. Yeah. Qui-Gon on the other hand sees the darkness surrounding him, right? He is not, a, he is not indoctrinated. He's not just slavishly following the Jedi council, mm-hmm. right? He's, mm-hmm. he's willing to question authority mm-hmm. a little bit, knows it's good. knows that knows that's there for a reason, but not just blindly accepting everything. I think it makes him a good Jedi. I think he's blind to other things, which might be part right. of his downfall. That's a, that's a really interesting point. They, I mean, we know that the Jedi Council understands that the the dark side is there. Yeah, like they sense the dark side. They know but the dark side's elsewhere. over there. Yeah, but it's like yeah. it's elsewhere. It's elusive. It's. I mean, it's one of the key natures of the dark side is you can't it's see elusive. it. Yeah. You can't like see said, it coming. Yeah. And, yeah. So and it's been that, connected you know. to the the cosmic force before, whereas the light side mm. connected to the living force, which mm. is mm. fascinating. If it's actually, I just read an excerpt from the secrets of the Sith book, which I think we, we all have the secrets of the Jedi mm-hmm. book that came out. Path now, of the Jedi, they're yeah. now releasing yeah. secrets of the Sith. And in that book, it does, it does talk about the dark oh, side being connected okay. to the cosmic force, the void, the dark yeah. void all around us, it all, you know, yeah. all around us. Darkness, which in reality, it's probably both uh, vacant right. and in need of attachment or, or filling that void. Like there's, Whoa. there's definitely, there's a lot of fun metaphor, visual metaphor. That's a uh, Vernestra Rowe, right? She's the one with the, the, the touch, right? With the, the cut, the attachment to the cosmic, I believe so. Yeah, because she has she gets that special she gets, coordinates she gets the from uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Right? She gets the yeah. visions when get, she's in hyperspace. Get mixed up. There's so many characters. There's in so the many. Republic. I think yeah. you're right. I just I just realized that. So basically, Star Wars version of of micro versus macro is cosmic versus living. Cosmic yeah, yeah. being macro, yeah. living being yeah. micro. And so reality is that's great because the secrets of the Jedi talks about the cosmic force or the living force, a little bit of the mm-hmm. cosmic and the path of the. What is it called? The Secrets of the Sith. Secrets of the Sith is talking about the cosmic reality. There's dark side and light side and both. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And just to talk about your like macro micro thing about, I think, you know, I, I always, I think of Star Wars, it's more of storytelling about the micro. Like it's yeah. about person yep. to person, um, the ensemble cast versus it's a, other the ensemble cast. first cats. six movies is about. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's always, yeah, a small group of Individual, folks that you're for. Yeah. You know, obviously there's this larger world. But the storytelling and the light and the dark are, yeah. are very much told on the micro level. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, okay. yeah, I mean, selfishness versus selflessness, I think, is very important in mm-hmm. Star Wars. I mean, understanding good versus evil, understanding that good is selfless and understanding that evil is selfish. Right. That's something that George mm-hmm. has expounded on numerous times. Um, He's George to us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I mean, people know why they, they clicked on this podcast. I think they know created the world we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, so it's just important to recognize all the different uh, machinations of good versus evil that we've seen. Um, so yeah, cosmic, living, selfish, uh, versus selfless. Um, yeah. Stuff like that plays into it as a whole, but ultimately... I think Star Wars is a classic example of good versus evil. Yeah, with good triumphing. Yep. Yeah. Lovely. Great. We figured it all out. Figured it all out. Uh, that was another pillar of Star Wars by us. <laughs> Core World News and you. Please participate with us on Discord. Let us know your feelings um, or Instagram or the Twitter. I guess we're still using that yeah. social. You also, medium. email us at uh, coralnews at gmail.com. Yeah. That's we'll the totally, thing we'll that talk we to you. Whatever. Yeah. Let us know what's new. Yeah. Hope you're good. If you have any other examples of good versus evil, or you think there's nuanced examples of good versus evil or moral ambiguity, email us your idea and we'll talk about it like openly on the next show. For sure. We love to talk about past topics all the time in the next show, especially in the preamble before we get like get into the comics or get into the the content that we've watched. We've had an uh, we have an extremely detailed um, Discord. Yeah. uh, channel place yeah channel server yeah, so yeah. old yeah, yeah um that has been uh created by adam and grant um and actually there's, grant. there's a great and our pillar section is there yeah, yeah it's lit it it's um awesome. it's it's got a very detailed um diagram of what we just you know think our pillars and then it sort of evolves after we actually do the episode so there's more to come um we're looking forward to them i, I love doing these series so yeah uh please check them out um especially if you're making a star war <laughs> And, What's uh, uh, next week? Are we going to finish up the War of the Bounty Hunters? I think we're going to finish Final War of the Bounty issue. Hunters. Yeah. yeah. Season. Yeah. We also mm-hmm. programming note yeah. um, based on some information from a storyteller. Should we drop a name here, Grant? Or you uh, go ahead. The, the I person, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that sort of had sparked it, this conversation. Is this a scoop? Is this, dude, did I? No, no, the, uh, no, 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 no. So heretofore, we've decided instead of going oh, issue okay, to issue yeah, yeah. on comics, so we, we love covering comics and yeah, we'll. Yeah. You know, continue doing that rather than go issue to issue as they sort of piecemeal come in. We're going to wait until full arcs are done and then talk about the full arc that was done yeah. there. Whenever so, there's a yeah. five issue run, we'll just wait for all five issues to come yeah. out and then talk about the story as a whole because we know you listeners out there may not have read you know issue to issue or know what's yeah. going on. So we're going to wait for the full story, all the context, and then deliver you yeah. that story with our with our review and their idea. Yeah. Which yeah, important for us to talk to you because I, we're going to cover up. We're going to finish up War of the Iron Hunters, but then it might be a good six mm-hmm. months months might be months before we do another comic crystal comics corner based on that really well yeah. we will we will be doing our halloween special oh uh, that's right oh, the vader's, vader's, castle. That's right. vader's castle yeah. and the yeah. uh vader's castle and the uh so terrifying there, tales there are sure. comics in the yeah. future yeah and, and soon but um we yeah. just don't fear we're still gonna cover all the comics for yeah this. and when they do one-offs we'll do the one-offs yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh but yeah otherwise and we'll cover the full series before the trades come out it'll just you know, we'll, be reading, we'll be reading them issue to issue yeah so you'll yeah, be getting yeah. that those stories sooner than yeah. the trades even drop yeah so that'll be a fun new thing love it um thank you very much for listening to us we greatly appreciate it and um have an awesome week and may the force be with you always this is grex kondak signing off for the latest breaking news follow at core world news on twitter and instagram thank you and good night remember the force will be with you always.